0: You're listening to The Occupational Philosophers with Simon Banks and John Rice. Hi
1: and welcome to another episode of The Occupational Philosophers, a not-so-serious business podcast which mashes together curiosity, imagination, creativity with a bit of philosophy thrown in. And this week is an in-between episode where we explore something that maybe has caught our curious eye or has vexed us in some way. And I think that this episode is about something that's vexed us, isn't it, Simon? Something's vexing you. I love that word.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is a great word, isn't it? And I, um, I remember the actor, John Malkovich, uh, and he was in a movie with Glenn Close years and years ago, like an olden day movie. And he says, you're, what you're saying vexes me. And it's always actually been a pet <laughs> word of mine that I use a lot. You're vexing me. But yes. Well, vex could be the word, but also, actually, the vexing is the output of what I've been thinking about. And there's a saying, which I read the other day, I don't know who to quote it to, and it says, business has a habit of regularly ignoring what science knows as true. Uh Aha. Okay. Just ponder on that for a moment. That's very
1: good. What's the the, um, existence of black holes or the fact that the earth is not flat, something like that. Businesses are ignoring this stuff.
0: Or well, that mammoths are dead. <laughs> oh, you know, like that as well. well, I don't think maybe to that extent, but oh, right. you know, that Something also maybe. But also in things like ways of working, oh, um, maybe yes. the hours we work, the way we group and communicate, the expectations we have around people, and all different things like that. And I think they can produce a few deadly sins, I like to call them, and maybe therefore some things which are hanging around because they've just once were a certain way and they're no longer true. And we've spoken about this a little bit before. And I think I want to title today's episode, It's Time to End Shit PowerPoints slash PowerPoint Presentations. Okay. But more than ever, we're going to focus on the PowerPoint. The
1: PowerPoint. The slides themselves.
0: The slides. The deck. The The slides, which you might... Yeah, yeah, the deck. Now... We've all heard the saying death by PowerPoint. Now, this is not a PowerPoint that has escaped the laptop, run around the room, taking people out, ninja style, hurting people, maybe putting some arsenic in the water in the office and different things. So, it's not death by that. You don't see a PowerPoint in jail, however, <laughs> or in an Agatha Christie novel. Yeah, it was the PowerPoint, the PowerPoint deck. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you think of PowerPoint, death by PowerPoint, what comes to mind?
1: Oh, well, just slide after slide. So, too many slides for one.
0: Yeah. Okay. Number uh, one, too many slides. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, the slide is just dense with text, bullet points, just too much okay. to read. And yep. that's, that's. And maybe that's there the are key one. ones. Yeah. Is there
0: one, one which comes up after that?
1: Well, probably if uh, shit transitions.
0: <laughs> okay, right. where the text folds
1: in on itself, forms a cylindrical thing and disappears off to the top right corner. And then the next one comes and unwraps like a piece of crumpled paper. And you go, oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I hadn't even thought of that when oh, I was thinking about this. Yes, yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> I'll stop using that though. But you're I don't right. use yeah. it anymore. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> you, you absolutely. You don't need them in any way whatsoever. what makes a powerpoint presentation absolutely shit is too many slides and too much detail on the slide so the powerpoint the method of delivery is not the problem it's actually what you put in the powerpoint but here's the thing and i just i it tears at me inside john so many times senior leaders in organizations will stand up with those two things far too many slides and far too much detail in the slide even though The science tells us that our brain doesn't like taking in information that way. Now, on the science, John. Mm. Every day we go out and we are bombarded with messages. Okay, visual content, cats tapping away, doing cool things on a (laughs) on a computer. Going, hey, living the life. (laughs) (laughs) You look at it and go, ha, funny. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that's distracted me from my work again. (laughs)
0: yeah absolutely so memes all this sort of stuff and advertisers brands designers all this stuff are really clever and savvy with the information they're sending us so think about this if you want to be noticed in this sea of marketing messages which i heard was about three thousand a day recently stand up with a powerpoint full of text that you then read to the audience and go "Lucky you." Bad luck.
1: Brilliant. Ah, So the learning is, don't fill it with text, fill it with cats.
0: Yeah, plain. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing, imagine, this is great, imagine if you did your whole presentation and each one was a meme of a cat doing something cool, okay? Everyone would remember it, it would cause some humour, it, it would give some humour, cause some conversation, people would laugh, it raises energy in this room. But not that I'm suggesting that, but the principle here, John, is true.
1: <laughs> I like it. Think cats, not bullet points. That's a takeaway. Yeah, absolutely. I think people yeah. might lose their jobs <laughs> with this piece of advice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, let's rein it back in. Yeah. Think, okay. less cats. But what do you think? the so number one thing, in a, and you might have heard like a great keynote speaker, they do something really, really well. And for years and years and years, I've when I've emceed, I've illustrated their content. So you're listening. And the great keynote speakers, what do they do?
1: They tell a story usually, in my mind. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah they tell Absolutely. a story. And maybe they might visualize the story as well, which again, yeah, means you could still use... Yeah powerpoint obviously but yeah there's usually a story at the heart of it ted talks always go with the let me tell you about this that happened to me and this is how i transformed and this is where i ended up that kind of journey type uh, model yeah
0: which is a little bit of the, the hero's journey i'm going to jump onto that in a minute but the number one thing once you to think about you putting up bullet points and reading them to your audience is not useful information. Send them that stuff before. Find the story, which would mean what's the picture for my story? What's the metaphor? Might be a diagram as well, but think picture, metaphor, diagram first and kill the text. Now, John, you might be sitting there thinking, but how will I know what to say? I read out my <laughs> I read out my slides.
1: Oh yeah. Well, this is it, isn't it? It's, um, what do you do? Do you make, I'm guessing, separate notes? Would you or you just rehearse a lot? Both. Yeah. Hey, that's simple. then. Yeah. Huh? Job done. Right. Great. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week.
0: So do not use your slides as your crutch for your presentation. So that's not there to hold your hand so you know what to read out use the, and this, I'm getting into sort of logistics here, I don't even know if there's a, <laughs> a good place to go, but use some notes in your hand or like at the bottom of your PowerPoint slide, they've also got the notes section. Use the presenters view so you've got your notes and different things. Your audience does not want to read your notes ever.
1: Or better still, rehearse. It is genuinely, I think, this idea of practice so that you can then, know that you know the story and can convey them because you need to convey emotion as well. It's not just the words that need to come through. It's, it's the emotion attached to that story that you've created. But why do people not do it as much? I suspect I know the answer in a lot of instances. Perhaps they don't know. But isn't it time often that people just go, I don't have time. And so they just fall back on. Well, I'll just put it on the slides and then I can just read it from there.
0: If you've been given, no, if you have the responsibility of speaking to a group, okay, to convey information, and mostly it would be to create some sense of enthusiasm or understanding, you have a right and a responsibility to not use that time poorly. Indeed.
1: I would agree. And the number one
0: thing you can do is make your slides easy for your, for the eye to rest on. So I can look at you, John, hear what you're saying. I look at the slide, but then I can come back to you because we cannot read and listen at the same time. Now, there's a saying, John, which I really like, and it's uh, data, and this might be saying, I've got a lot of content, I need to share it. And it is, data proves, but stories move. Ooh,
1: that's another hashtag. And a T-shirt.
0: Yeah, I can't claim it. I can't oh, claim okay. it. I had an event last year, so it's not mine. <laughs> but you know who owns it. So. <laughs> so, but it's true. A story.
1: Well, that's true. I mean, we're awash with data or data, as you would call yeah. it. We're awash with data and data. <laughs> but it's making sense of that for yourself, but also then in a way that actually, as you say, conveys a, a story, the essence of something to people. That's the skill. It's a bit along the lines of, look, I didn't have time to write you a a short letter, so I wrote this long one instead. It's that yeah. idea of, <laughs> it takes time. Yeah, you've got you've to gotta channel this in and do the best job to distill what it is you want to convey into a simple story metaphor or something other that's not going to bore the audience to tears. <laughs> so yeah.
0: Now, now on that, a couple of things to watch out for. If your presentation you had half an hour and it's reduced to 10 minutes, what you, do, you don't do is you don't then combine your 10 slides into one, okay? And <laughs> which, if you I ever, seen, ever, which I have seen, which I have seen, All the time, all the time. This is I think, you know, and the other one people say is you can't see, you can't work out what's on this, it's too complicated, but if you could see it, or no, <laughs> people say, you can't see what's on this because it's too detailed, but if you could see it, this is what it would say, don't put the slide up then. Well,
1: or the other one I like is... <laughs> where they have masses of bullet points, and they go, don't worry about points two to eight. (laughs) Just ignore those, I'll I'll, I'll (laughs) skip those. Let me just talk about item number nine. (laughs) what? what? (laughs) Just put that up, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we've all got those war stories, there we
0: go. We've all got them, and here's the thing, nothing will suck the energy out of the room like a text-heavy PowerPoint presentation delivered with no energy and here's the thing everyone's got a different presenting style you always want a little bit of energy but even if you're a softly spoken person where you've got a good slide deck with not too much detail people can listen to your message
1: yeah there's something else that would suck the energy out of a room and that's a uh, reverse polarity time vortex energy conductor but aside which you that, also need to poor power points would definitely well, suck the energy out of the yeah room. So, in summary, what's the learning then, Simon?
0: Well, look, apologies if it felt like a bit of a rant, but it's something I had to get. I was vexed. I had to get it out. Vexed? It was tearing you apart earlier. I think that's more than (laughs) vexing. You were really... (laughs) It's been been vexing me. It's just one of those little things we need to unlearn. I think it's often because we've seen we've come into a role.
1: Yeah. This is not a therapy session, you know. No
0: it feels like that okay when I was young this happened all right key learns two key learns the deck you send around the office to your colleagues is not the deck you present with the deck you send around the office with all the detail absolutely fine to read in your own time at your computer so you need always your presenting deck and making sure I'm using not a New Zealand accent there Your presenting deck and also the one you can send around the office, which is full of information. And finally, our brain is becoming text averse, especially when someone's talking at the same time. So think: what's the metaphor? What's the story? What's the image? Which will help make your point? Let people's eyes rest on that, and then they can tune in to you.
1: Lovely, lovely stuff. I think we'll we'll, uh, we'll cap it there. I think Simon, before uh, you get. Drawn back into feeling vexed and torn apart again. You seem to have had a cathartic yeah. experience. Thank you, John. There.
0: Yeah, I feel a bit better there after that. So now, look, as always, what we ask people to do is stay curious, have fun, play more, make stuff, and date life. But I'm going to ask you to do something else today. In our show notes, in our show notes, we are going to have the empowering innovation scorecard. And look, I'm a little proud of this because I put it together. And this, I get excited about building a culture of innovation in your organization. And that is, how do we have the culture? How do we have the team? How do we have the creative confidence? How do we have the structure set up? And what are our leaders doing, which we talk about each and every week? In our show notes, there'll be a link. It'll be up on our website soon and also my own website. But go along, take the test. You get a report at the end, which tells you where you are. But most importantly, how to get to where you want to be as well. But really, John, we can't just finish on that. Tell your friends, subscribe.
1: Tell your friends, subscribe. Yes, leave a review. Leave a review. We've had some nice reviews quite recently as well, and it's always a delight to read those, and it's great for us to be able to spread the word. So, uh, yeah, help us build the community. Tell people.
0: As always, John, what do we really, really, really want people to do?
1: We want them to stay curious. We want them to make stuff. We want them to play more. We want them to have fun and date life.